Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. hope you've got your balls strapped on tight tonight because this is going to be a bumpy ride. This is our first show of 2015. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and uh, with me, this is uh, Spectre from the New York Hero Initiative out on the East Coast. And as always, with me is my lovely co-host, the lady with the biggest pair of brass cojones I've ever seen on a woman, <laughs> the lovely rock and roll from San Francisco. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. How about yourself? Fantastic. That's balls being mentioned twice in the first five <laughs> seconds. I love yeah. it. I love it. It's gotta Bringing be a good it show down to where that. it's going to stay. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. <laughs> How you doing, Spectre? How's it going out there? Yeah, it's going good. We've had uh, <clears throat> a lot of stuff going on. You know, we kind of uh, we want to hit the ground running in 2015 and, and have some uh, some big achievements. You know, it's so uh, we yeah we've got a lot happening about uh, around here. What, what about yourself? Same thing. You know what, though? On, on that, I want to hear because something just happened with you guys that uh, that you helped out with. It was really cool, and I think that's like the best way in the world to start our our you know first show of the new year is is something awesome from the New York Hero Initiative. Can can yeah. I drag that out? Okay, good. <laughs> you built that up to something special. So yeah, you know it we, is. <laughs> so yeah, I guess you know we, and I say we, I mean collectively, the Hero Initiative as a group are considering getting more involved in in Amber Alerts, and you know it's something I think we've been kind of on and off involved with, uh, you know, over the years. Um, and obviously, Amber Alerts, for those who don't know, are missing or vulnerable children. You know, children who have uh, runaways, children who have just literally been lost and gone missing. And, and uh, you know, this is a kind of a nationwide scheme for raising raising a red flag when a kid is in is in trouble. Um, so we we had for the last week and a half out here in New York. Uh, a child who had gone missing. She's 16 years old from the town, just one town north of where I live, actually. Um, and she'd walked out, had an argument with her parents, got the train into Manhattan, and just hadn't been seen since. You know, she was on some CCTV around Grand Central Terminal, and, and that was the last anyone saw of her for a week and a half. Um, so, you know, we, we did a bunch of stuff. We were flying around the area. We were doing some work on Facebook, contacting community groups. We were kind of taking flyers into local stores to see if any of the um, the kind of store security people had either seen her on CCTV or maybe even seen her shoplifting, you know, assuming that she was just wearing pajamas when she left, you know, a week and a half ago, and presumably she's got to get clothes from somewhere. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it all went kind of quiet. No one had heard anything for over a week. And um, 
all of a sudden somebody who was going into a local church had seen some flyers around Manhattan. And, you know, I'm not specifically saying they're flyers that we put up, but there were other community groups also out there, you know, just local residents from the, the local town who felt like doing their bit as well. Um, so, yeah, somebody saw a flyer, walked into a local church up on the Upper East Side and, and recognized the girl, called the police, um, and she was taken back to her family. Um, and, you know, I mean, for me, I, I guess it kind of gets to a point where you hear so many horror stories about kids going missing for a certain length of time, and, you know, there's just an assumption that, that it's the end of the road and that there's not going to be a good outcome. And, you know, I think to go that long, I think it was like nine days or ten days that she was missing. Um, and, you know, I can't even imagine the feeling, I guess, first of all, the feeling of horror to parents to know that your child is gone and, you know, they're not going to come walking in the door the next day, that there's, you know, it's a bigger problem. And then, obviously, the the realization that maybe, you know, maybe this is really bad news and kind of coming to grips with that. And then, obviously, turning that around at the final moment and hearing that she's okay and that she's coming home, I, you know, it blows my mind as a parent to think think of the roller coaster that her family must have gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of for me. It, it's it's it really reinforces that this is an area that we should be involved in. And uh, in fact, there was another girl gone missing from Brooklyn today that we're going to be doing some work on in in the New York team. So, uh, you know, I, I, I but I think a success story like like that, a positive outcome rather than the kind of grim news that we've been hearing all over the place at the moment, is uh, is certainly a good way to be starting the year. <laughs> Thank you very yep. much. That's all I have to say about that. Is, is no, it's not all I have to say, but that's that's what I wanted to say. I'm just hearing yes. you because I mean she's out. Yes, indeed, she's out there. You know, after uh, we all get into fights with our parents, you know, when we're teenagers, and well, most of us, and you know, her poor parents to think that that could be the last time that you talk to your daughter. You know, she boards yeah. a train with her pajamas on, and as cold, as butt cold as it's been out there on the East Coast, yeah, that could have ended up really badly. Um, and even if the cold wasn't a factor, I mean, the fact that she's out there alone and she's a 16-year-old, come on. So even if you're, you know, you're being humble and saying that it might not have been your flyer that they saw, the, the fact that it was a flyer at all, it could have been one of your flyers. And um, I like the fact that you guys were working with the community to do that. And that's what we're all about. And I'm, I'm so proud of you guys. Your idea to go with more Amber Alerts, to go um, to focus a lot more on missing children is, you know, I'm, I'm behind you 100% on that because... We're both parents, and we, like you were saying, you know, we both, that's that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. Yeah. So if there's anything, because time is, is a major factor in these cases. You know, as soon as you hear an Amber Alert, that's when uh, people need to get together and, and go out and try to do what they can. You know, um, you need to act immediately. So if you have more forces together doing this, that's, that's a, a greater chance of, of saving that kid and getting him back home safely. So, yeah, that's a wonderful way to start our show. And, and you know, like I said, I applaud you guys. That was that's fantastic. So, yay! <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> and you know what? I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think the New York team is alone in, in doing some admirable stuff. You know, I was looking at your your <laughs> California Initiative yearbook on on Facebook, and I mean, man, you guys have done some pretty awesome stuff over the last year, right? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's funny. We started this year off, speaking of missing people, with 
helping to find. Um, <clears throat> we're, we're part of the CERT team, and um, we, we get these texts on our phone, and they'll let you know when someone's missing. And this time, it was the 3rd of January, and there was um, an elderly, he was 80-something, I think. I can't remember. Uh, um, an elderly man who only spoke Cantonese, and he had wandered off because he has Alzheimer's and dementia, so he, he wandered off with only his uh, slippers, house slippers on, and, you know, it's not as cold as it is over there, but it was in the 30s at night, and um, we were all out searching for him, um, and we found him at 11-something, 11.45 at night. Um, we found him safely, but he was cold, and he had just been wandering all around the town. That's what what, what had happened. So... Um, the good thing was there's a whole network of people. So if you guys are listening in and you want to know how you can help out, you want to know you can be heroes or whatever, I call it heroic, whatever. It's a get into CERT, Community Emergency Response Team Training, whatever. Um, it's worth it. It's it's a few weeks to take a course, but you you get to know your civic leaders because Often we'll have firefighters or police officers teaching some of the classes. So it's a good way to make connections and to find out what can happen in the event of an emergency. So yeah, I highly recommend it. New York team, the, the whole New York team, uh, any, anyone who's, who wants to be a full member of the New York team and be going out on patrols and, you know, getting involved in, in our more serious work, we'll be, we'll be going on the CERT courses. You know, it's going to be a mandatory thing going forward because, you know, it costs peanuts to do it's not a huge time sink and it, it seems to be so valuable from what you guys are seeing so uh and you know what nightbug <clears throat> posted on facebook a, a link to a cert resource recently that had a list of uh, by zip code um uh, cert training courses that you can go on so i don't know maybe we can stick that in the chat room for uh, for posterity so people can see that as well uh-huh. he's uh, on it right now yeah 2300 <laughs> Yeah, over 2,300 teams nationwide. So if there isn't one in your town, there's got to be one in a neighboring town. Even if you know, even if it's worth a half an hour drive away, trust me, it's absolutely worth it. You would be, I mean, you would be surprised at how many resources are available to you um, when you join CERT because you're suddenly connected this whole network around your area. And uh, one of the things that we want to get into, which I think the Hero Initiative Group would would benefit from, is ham radio usage and licensing because um, we actually have, you know, all these uh, tricks, and they're free. All of our classes over here are free. They offer ham radio instruction. Um, so in the event of an emergency, when everything else goes down, you got your ham radios, you know, and, and you and I could be talking <laughs> from across the country, Spectre. Yeah. So yeah. What's a ham radio, Rock? Is yeah. it made of meat? Oh, what's a ham radio? You know what? Somebody who knows what a ham radio is more than you know more than I do should should explain a ham radio. So I, all I know is, you know, it's it what it is is it's okay. Um, and we Google on our show, not like our guests today. They they don't allow Googling on their radio show, but um, Bug just Googled, and it's amateur radio operators. Um, it's a uh, Amateur radio, but they, you know what? I'm not going to read this on the air because <laughs> it's too hard. But I tell you what, Google it yourself. All I know is that in the event of an emergency, of an emergency if everything else goes down, ham radios are still around. So. Oh, it's because some of the early uh, 
amateur stations were very powerful and two amateur operators could effect- effectively jam all the other radio operations in the area like really? a bunch of hams. So they jokingly started referring to them as ham. Oh, radio. wow. That's why they're called ham radio? I thought it was an acronym for something really cool. <laughs> no. Anyway. So when I when I was a kid in in growing up in the UK, it was massively popular there. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure they called them CB radios here at some point as well. But that, that's what oh, they were. Yeah. They, they the have kids. CB radios here, but the CB radios are slightly different from um, ham radios. In that, I believe CB radios here are um, mostly used by by truck drivers and uh, sometimes uh, people who aren't mobile. But that's the majority, and they're smaller, and their bandwidth, I believe, is 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 much smaller than uh, than a ham radio. Oh, so, but yeah, you know, in the UK, it was like a really popular thing for kids, and they they'd buy like the the cheapest, crappiest cars, and then just fit them out with batteries and huge aerials on top, like aerials five times the height of the car. And um, and there were certain, <laughs> certain areas where it was really open, like the cliffs of Dover, where there's like the the channel across to France, and you'd get kids. Like hundreds and hundreds of kids in these in these cars with CB radios stuck on top of them, and they'd go out there like every Friday and Saturday night and just kind of network. It was like a primitive internet, you know. They'd, oh, they'd, they'd wow. kind of have their own chat rooms and their own pirate radio shows, and it, it was awesome. And you, I don't know, maybe awesome is the wrong word, but for a geek like me, it was awesome that you could just no, go in there and just listen in to these crazy kids just talking crap all night. It was it that's was that's awesome. It was pretty huge here too. We loved going out on you know Friday nights and talking. I'm dating myself too here, but we'd go out Friday nights and we would talk to just strangers out there. You're right. It was like the first internet, you know, and you'd wait for the same people to come back on. So that you can chat with them some more, you know, even though they were miles and miles away. Yeah, yep. yeah. Early internet. Wow, <laughs> we're old. <laughs> we are old. Damn it. Yeah, we're cool. So yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, we 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 uh, looking through the yearbook. I I found that we average uh, three to four um, events per month, and I think we're gonna back down from that this year because that's a little ridiculous. Um, and it's a little taxing on the body and the mind, um, but we're still going to be at it every single month. So, uh, and we can give more attention to to uh, certain events as opposed to trying to stretch ourselves too thin. So, yeah. So if you're listening in and you want to join a group that does a lot, join the Hero Initiative group because we're always doing something, something good. And that for a slice of fried gold. Right. It is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so any other news? I mean, I, I guess uh, any other kind of announcements we want to make? Any other uh, updates that we want to give to the to our loyal listeners? Well, in case there's anybody who's wondering whatever happened with our our, um, our documentary uh, that became that's becoming a web um, web series web episodes. Tongue tied. That's yeah, that. Too old get, to say webisode. Yeah, webisode. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, it's 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 in the works right now, uh, and that will we will have a launch uh, very shortly. Um, there are a couple things that we're launching at the same time, so we want to make sure they're all nicely polished before we throw them out there to you. But yes, you will be getting to see what uh, what uh, Nation of Heroes is all about. Finally. So yeah, there you go. Finally. 
fun. We're gonna have some, like you say, we're going to have some cool stuff launching around the same time. We're going to have a an updated website, which is going to be uh, <coughs> released around the same time as the webisode. Um, and we're going to be relaunching the Hero Challenges as well, which I must admit, I kind of missed the boat on last year. I guess, I don't know what I was doing at the time, but uh, you know, it's <laughs> a cool way that we can... Uh, you know, just generate a bit of goodwill, and and, it, and and they're basically just very simple challenges for the public. You know, we're not talking about crazy. You know, we're not take, talking about take down a drug dealer this week or stab <laughs> a pimp or something. I mean, it's all you know, it's all benevolent good stuff. <laughs> Make a stranger smile, and and you know, maybe some some physical challenges in there right. as well for the uh, for the more physically able, but. Uh, it's just ways that people can get involved and and do something you know just everyday heroism not not focused on crazy feats of uh, of benevolence right and you know what that's it's nice to be challenged there are people out there who want to do something but they have no no idea where to start so these hero challenges are great you know and and we'll change them um, put new ones up every so often so you can say hey I'm going to meet that challenge too and you know you get little rewards for uh, meeting the challenges, as you should. Um, so we're, we're going to be launching that right around the same time as our new uh, our new webisodes and our new um, website. And, and you know, uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe even the people who are uh, doing pretty well on these hero challenges, maybe we'll even have them on this uh, this radio show every once in a while, feature our our best and greatest. Ooh yeah, let's hope they're fun too because you get them on the air. What if they're awesome and then they get on the air and they're like, uh, yeah, hi. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> so, what are you doing, Bug? Did you play? Did that even play? No, it didn't play. So wow. Bug's, Bugs trying to supply us with some fun little clips, and every now and then they'll stick. They won't work because Blog Talk Radio, you know, has its little glitches we're getting over. Okay, you know what? That's state of affairs, right? <laughs> it is, exactly. Keep on walking, Bruce Banner. <laughs> so, um, thank you. So, oh, also launching will probably, uh, I don't know if it's going to be at the same time, but it'll be close. There is a, a women's group that's coming up uh, soon enough called the Super Heroines Initiative. And, of course, we had to borrow from our own name and just do what we could with it for women. Yes. So, that's right. Exactly. Hot women doing awesome things. How can you beat that? There you go. <laughs> I don't even know That's what she said. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um so so Spectre, we've been chatting it chatting away here just just waiting for our guests to uh to get here and warm up and and I think that that's happened. So, um, yeah, you guys talk a lot. Yeah, so would you would you do me the honor of introducing our guests to for tonight? Yeah, I can, I can be Bruce Buffer. Um, <laughs> fighting out of the red corner. Um, so, <laughs> so I guess tonight, you know, we, we did a crazy crossover show. Um, un- unexpectedly on Sunday night, we ended up uh, getting involved with, with Geekpile. And, you know, Geekpile are one of the most amusing podcasts. And I, I, I don't say that lightly. They're, they're probably the only podcast that I listen to on a regular basis, Aww. purely because they talk about stuff that... I genuinely think is cool and I actually find interesting to hear about and and they're just freaking funny as well they're funny guys so um our special guest tonight uh, the man in the room is the Danimator is Dan from Geek Time. Welcome sir. Hey, 
like a rolling like a pond. Like a fawn. Dude, you are old. Yeah, like, we're old. <laughs> I'm more like Potsy, though, to be honest. <laughs> oh, my God. No, how's Potsy doing? Wouldn't it be terrible if we found out that Potsy was like this this crazed lunatic who is died. now in, in, you know. Oh, and, and of course, Nightbug is Googling Potsy to see what happened to Potsy from half Potsy. Don't, please don't tell me anything bad. Just write, no, just your search is incorrect. So you have to just write, is Potsy dead? No, don't do that. Don't do that. Because then, you know. No, I don't see a death. Anson Williams. Okay. He's, okay, alive. he's alive. He's still around. He's What's alive. What's his name? Anson Williams. Yes. Well, this is stuff we don't do on Geekpile. We don't actually Google things. So this is fascinating, this process oh. of searching things. He yeah. and uh, he and his Happy Days co-stars sued uh, CBS back in 20, 2011 for a breach of contract. That's why you've never heard of him ever again. And then they took him out, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's so, wearing okay, sleeps yeah, with so the fishes. Sleeps with the fishes. Poor Potsy. They, they got Poor some money. Fishes, yeah. Yeah, man, we had you on uh, uh, just this past Sunday, and ours was the, the best and worst geek stuff of 2014. And yeah, y'all rocked it. Teddy Rubskin called in, our favorite heroic, we love that geeky guy. teddy bear host of YouTube fame. If you don't know Fuggin who he is, Fuggin look up, yeah, look up Teddy. Hey, Fuggin we Teddy. even... We even... Uh, we even followed your guys' uh, led, led by example and set up a fundraiser in heroic fashion for poor Teddy, who got mugged at gunpoint just days before Christmas. And that fucking guy makes videos on his laptop, and they, they took his shit. They took all his stuff that he makes his videos with. He makes... Yeah, wow. it is sad. And he makes, like, <laughs> geek videos about uh, Sega Genesis, and he... he He's a great source of knowledge for all your latest geek news and movie stuff. He's, and he's a teddy bear. And he's a teddy bear. So how can you mug a teddy bear? Well, these guys did. and uh, uh, I could, it, well, No, people, he's actually a teddy bear. You have to look you know, him he up. He really is. Look up Teddy Rub Skin. And he talks and, like this, and he wears and sunglasses. And you'll, you'll see this teddy bear guy. He's an yeah. internet superstar. So we were happy to have him, you know, join us. We would, yeah. we would have had him on tonight, but we're hoping to get him on a a future show, yeah, right? Yeah, get, him on, get so, him on a future show. He'll yeah. he'll play devil's advocate for you, hero types. Right. And uh, yeah. But anyway, he's got a fundraiser. In fact, Bug maybe can help me look up that the link for that fundraiser. Mm. Uh, I think it's FundMe. And it just look up. Fund I think it's not GoFundMe. Maybe it's GoFundMe. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. I'm terrible at this internet stuff yeah. when it's not in front of me. And uh, literally, it was just you know, look up Teddy Rubskin when you when we find that. Yeah, GoFundMe. No wait, that's maybe that's not it. Okay, so stand by. We'll have a link for you anyway. Yeah. So yeah, y'all rocked it. It was great. So this is gonna be a fun show for sure. But you better get rolling because these things go by. Hey, quick. if people want to hear that podcast, they can right the because Geekpile has all of their past shows in the podcast archive. Where can they find that? Uh, you can find the archive either here on blogtalkradio.com slash geekpile or simply go to iTunes if you like your iPods and iPhones. Does anyone have iPods anymore? Anyway, yeah. you can find that at uh, iTunes. Just search Geekpile and we'll pop right up there and hit subscribe. And please, for God's sake, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Tell us if we are horrible or we're awesome. It's all good. You know you're <laughs> awesome. 
You well, know that. Yeah, exactly. But no one tells us. And that's a good idea. If you guys go on, we can uh, we have all of our shows archived also on podcast. You can you can check out iTunes and either put in uh, Heroes. Oh dang it, Heroes 101, I believe, or you can you can uh, find them here on Blog Talk. But do the same thing. Give us a rating. Give us some feedback. We want to know. We want to know. Right? 40,000 listens, but we don't have ratings yet. Yeah, so, it's nice yeah. to have some validation. Of exactly. Suck or awesome. It's it, Either way. Let it's us all know. awesome. That's what it is. But speaking of awesome or suck, how's that for a segue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not my first rodeo. <clears throat> uh, 2014, Spectre. Our highs and our low, our best and worst. By the way, yeah. it's a it's a it's a New Year's party, so I brought I brought beer. So uh, if you want a beer, you can have one. Wow. In, uh, you know, yeah. even if it's a and virtual beer. Slice of fried gold. Yeah. Feel free, drink up. You really did bring beer. I, I thought I, I was smelling beer. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, there's a beer. Okay, okay, there you go. As long as you brought some for everyone. I'm not driving. Anymore. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? All I ask is if you open it and put it in front of the mic so we can hear it. Oh, yeah, we will, we will. Uh, I just wish I was in in San Francisco now. I know. 3,000 miles away. Last time you were here, here, we did have some beer together, didn't we? We did, yeah. yeah, That was good. You introduced me to... Blue Moon. Blue Moon. That was so good. Oh, now Nightbug Oh, my beer isn't good enough. Now the Guinness. So we have to run downstairs for a Guinness. You damn Alkies. Can we can we do the show and not worry about the beer? Jeez Louise. I know, right? Right? Especially what 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 has to hear all this. That's not fair. What's your guys' best and worst? What what I mean, mine was geek related. What are you guys talking about here? Well, Spectre, I'll let you start it off. I mean, I, I think we got a whole load of different best and worst. We got, you know, we got some heroic stuff. We had some villainous stuff that went on in 2014. You know, some. Oh yeah. Some, yeah, some some. I mean, I don't know. We had some fictional stuff. We 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 had our share of geek stuff as well, uh, and some pretty lame geek stuff that happened in 2014 that we wouldn't mind reminiscing about. So, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff. But I mean, I, I guess in general for you guys, how, how was your 2014? How did it rate up against the other years? Uh, in all honesty, and just from again doing that yearbook, I I look back and I went, what the hell? 2014 was flipping amazing. It was fantastic. It was it was a right. Motherfucker was a great freaking year. And if I took it for granted before, I don't now. Not after putting that yearbook together. How about you, Animator? Oh well, I mean, it was uh, Geek Pile's first full year of podcasting our way through the year. I mean, our, you know, we started a year prior in the, about the middle of the year toward the end. And it, you know, so it's been pretty exciting. I had actually looked through my list of podcasts and go, what do we do? Who do we talk to? And we talked to some pretty awesome people, some heroic people. And I'm happy to share. So yeah, it's been a pretty good year. You guys are breaking up a little bit, but uh, it's not too bad. I'd, but uh, no, sorry for me. For me, my 2014 was amazing. Actually, I, you know, I, I guess for me it was a year of coming back to what's important. And um, you know, 2013 for me was like a ton of work and, and crazy rushing around. And I kind of looked back on it afterwards and thought, what, what did I really do? So, you know, 2014, I just set out on a mission that 
you know the the initiative stuff was going to was going to be important to me and and you know getting involved in this radio show was a pretty huge thing for me and i i'm very glad to be here and <laughs> grateful to be invited um but you know for me more it was about family it was about giving my kids an awesome summer and we we did so much cool stuff we did theme parks and water parks and comic conventions and you know my kids actually made me um for my birthday uh like a, a basically a book, a photo book commemorating the summer, and it's just it is a page of awesomeness. You know? <laughs> so, wow! So yeah, twenty fourteen for me was was pretty much one of the best years I can ever remember. I must say. Does that sound does that sound okay to you? Or does it sound like we're breaking up? No, you look kind of choppy. Oh damn it! I'm doing it. Every now and then, we'll have a talk real do this to us. We don't move around. We don't do anything. Still choppy, huh? Yeah, I, d- I mean, it's not that bad. I can kind of hear you, but it's uh, not as good as it normally is. Okay, how about this? Does that help? No, <laughs> not, not even at all. Modern technology, huh? Captain Blackheart 
as our uh, as our special guest for the Christmas special. Um, and it was hilarious. Captain Blackheart had maybe had a bit too much rum, maybe made a few too many people walk the plank. Um, and uh, he, <laughs> as the show got on, it, it got more and more random. So uh, if you uh, if you fancy a laugh and just some really bizarre random shit, then check out the uh, the Christmas episode with Captain Blackheart and Dark Guardian. That was that was something else. Do we have you Californians back on? How are we doing? Oh, no, I can. <laughs> got all kinds kind of stuff on line right now. And... Oh, oh we bought that one pain, pain in the ass. ass. Okay, so somebody is still echoing. Is that yours? No, I haven't heard from you. Okay, you got me off? Okay. Okay, that's much better. Thank you. How's that, Sucker? Yeah, you guys sound good to me. All right. Damn. Back in business. <laughs> okay. Blog Talk has been, uh, just to let the audience know, it's, it's been kind of finicky lately. I got booted off the air twice, hosting my own show. Good grief. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so let's hear some good stuff. So tell me some good stuff about this 2014 thing. Some good stuff. Uh, you want to start, Spectre? You want to give us some good stuff about 2014? Good stuff about 20... You know, I, I loved doing this, and I don't want this to be like a clip show. You know, <laughs> Remember the show where we talked about this? Um, but but mm-hmm. I, I personally, I loved doing this show in 2014. We, you know, we, we had some, some stock episodes where we talked about doing good things and how to help the homeless and, you know, just generic, here's something helpful kind of episodes. But we also had some just crazy awesome episodes like uh, the, the, the anniversary episode, the second anniversary Um where I think at one point we had like 10 or 12 people called in simultaneously and we had, you know, the, the Extreme Justice League and we had people from the East Coast, we had Life and some of the guys here. We had people from uh, from San Diego called in as well. And it was just like, you know, a wall-to-wall superhero conference call on the radio. That was That was awesome, you know. That was one of our most fun, you know, episodes because when you have that many people who are excited about one subject, yeah, it's a little crazy, and it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. As well as just being fun and having fun people on the call, you know, kind of dicking around, we were also. To, I mean, I guess it kind of went to the previous episode where we did the heroes unmasked thing, and we were talking about masks and equipment and that kind of stuff. And and actually, you know, there, there's kind of. A, I guess there's a split camp in the real-life superhero community. There are those people who go full-out costume, and they, they go very much, you know, in your face, and there are those people who go, you know, much more subdued and undercover and, and you know, wear wear much more regular clothes. And I guess, the, you know, it's, it's almost seemed like never the two shall meet in the past. And that episode for me was a, a great way of different groups of people actually talking about the benefits of the way that they work and, and kind of learning from each other. And, and for me, that, that's what this community should be all about. It's not, it's not a competition. It's a way that we can all benefit each other with our own shared experiences, you know. You know, and you're right, because I, I've been on both sides of that fence. And everybody did have good points. And I don't think we had any real Looney Tunes coming in going, oh, I'm going to do it because I'm going to take down a drug den and there's no way that anybody's absolutely going to recognize me. No one was like that. Everyone was pretty reasonable about why 
they did or didn't wear, you know, full-on costumes and masks out on patrol. Good show. Yeah, well, but you know, if you do want to hear Looney Tunes, then check out the uh, the Christmas special with uh, with Captain Blackheart on. Uh, Holy on crap! Too much rum. <laughs> that, that was right, fun. we yeah. we listened to part of that, you know, while while we were on our way to the event that we had to get to, and even then he was uh he was a little he was about. Matt Damon. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. kind of crazy, and and then uh, I hear that it got worse even as the night went on, so. You know, we could blackmail him if he didn't, you know, give not give a damn, but he doesn't give a damn, so it's hard to blackmail someone like that. But Well, I was going to say, that was one of our best uh, uh, geek file shows. Uh, speaking of masked heroes, uh, 2014, we had on the Mandalorian Mercs. Oh, man. And, wow. They, I, you know, I knew they dressed up like Boba Fett. And they walk around and look badass, like yeah, that's cool. But I had no idea all the charity work those guys do. They're, they're you know, they're along the lines of the five hundred first doing charity work, and just great stuff. And they're wearing masks, yeah. But they got an identity thing going on. You know, you gotta gotta identify with that T visor, you know. That's right. So that's a good show. That was episode twenty seven of last year. Check that out. Nice. You got your episode numbers there. Mm-hmm. I gotta start numbering these. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had. It's I handy. had. It's, it's a quicker search, you know. <laughs> it is, actually. You guys you can the, go back I mean, talking days. about the Mandalorian Mercs, um, I've got to say, and I hate to sound like a kiss-ass, but one of my favorite <laughs> moments of 2014 was, of course, the Star Wars wedding in San Francisco. No reward is worth this. <laughs> Who are you calling scruffy-looking? Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, seriously, that... You know, I, I I got invited, and I was surprised and very pleased to be invited along. And, uh, you know, what, what do you expect from a Star Wars wedding? I mean, you know, especially in California and, and you know, in a very pleasant area. Um, but I, the way that day went blew all of my expectations away. I mean, you had Darth Vader, you had the Stormtroopers, you had the Mandalorian. You had freaking Yoda marrying you guys. It was right. so, Right. So, yeah, that, that was a moment. We were pretty, pretty fortunate. We we wanted to, you know, we we wanted to give our our guests something really uh, something memorable. We wanted it to be fun because we've been to oh my god, we can't, you know, I can't even count how many weddings we've been to, and they're beautiful. They're all beautiful in their own way because of the idea that two people are coming together, you know. But some of them have been really super long. I was at one where the ceremony itself took an hour and a half, Jeez. at least an hour, and it had a it had a program, several pages that they passed out mm-hmm. where you could follow the whole thing, and then they did the whole thing again in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I was going, you know what? I'm kill me now or give me a beer because this is a too damn long or both. Um, and then there have been the ones that have been really super quick, and you're going, oh, okay, I guess it's done now, and. Um, all right, and many, many typical ones. But we want, you know, you're coming all the way from New York, and we wanted our guests, we knew people would be coming from out of town. We wanted them to have fun. So uh, how can you not have fun with the Mandalorian Mercs and the, you know, 501st Stormtroopers and Darth Vader? And Yoda was pretty damn funny, wasn't he? He Yoda was, uh, I don't know, he, (laughs) he was something else. Right? Marry us, he did. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty. I loved that. That was a. But but we're that 
was a definite highlight for 2014, absolutely. Um, you know what I loved about that, that day as well is, you know, I guess one of the, the, the main things about being in this, this outreach work and this community work that we do is that you get out what you put in. And, you know, people put in a lot of effort and they get a lot back from it. You know, you probably get tenfold what you put into it. And and for me, um, there are so many weddings you go to where they're catered and where, you know, you've had some wedding planner set the whole thing up and it's all immaculate and, and kind of right. sterile, you know. But with, with your Star Wars wedding, um, everybody helped out. You know, pretty much every guest at the wedding was in there, you know. And, and you guys had done a shitload of work up front to, to get everything <laughs> ready and put in a ton of effort. And I, it just felt like a, you know, almost like a, like, I guess like a community project, you know, like everyone it was. to make it a success, you know. Exactly. Total community project. Yeah, I was going to say, as, as, as much of a highlight as that was for my year, I remember so little from the time, <laughs> from the time you and I went to go get balloons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to the time... Probably uh, when I fought the bride. <laughs> it was such a blur, and there, I, I didn't even get to have any of the, uh, the beer I set aside for myself. But um, that was a good The, the lightsaber battle. I mean, come on. <laughs> How many weddings right. do you go to where there's a lightsaber battle? And, and a serious. I mean, you guys were putting some effort into that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think we would have, if we hadn't, uh, if we hadn't done it properly, I'm sure that our... our uh, our Jedi Master, because we did take those lessons, and so did you, uh, from yeah. Golden Gate Knights, the Lightsaber Academy in San Francisco, and Alan Block, uh, the Jedi Master who teaches. That guy's awesome. But, that guy. You know, he's awesome. we got to have him on the show, too. You guys did. Geek Pile did. We did. Yeah. But um, he, yeah, I think if we hadn't tried to at least do something that he taught us, it would have been, we would have disgraced him, so... He would have yep. outcast from the order. Right, exactly. Yeah, he even showed up to your wedding, as I recall. Yeah, he did. Yeah. In full Jedi more? gear. Yeah, yeah. And no, he, oh, he came in full. Full Jedi gear. And he showed us how to, to do a, a force push on the rest of the guests that were there that night. So it was pretty cool. Yep, you got photos, too. Got photos, man. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's episode 38 for us. Oh, you're good. Look at you. <laughs> Wow, making us look bad. <laughs> but it's not about me. It's all about you, Rock. How was your, your 14? Yeah, no, 24, I would say 2014 was the bomb. It was it was an excellent, excellent year. Um, That's got to be one of your highlights. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, God, it's hard to, to talk about. You know, we'll, we'll get them as we go along. But, man, I could spend the whole night here seriously talking about the best of 2014. It's like Hawaii. You know, best best vacation in 2014. I don't know, either Hawaii or I don't know, New York, maybe. But I, I see. So things like that are just going to take up too much time. On you're the not show. telling me you went to both Hawaii and New York in one year. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to Hawaii. Uh, went yeah. to New York. Uh, went to a couple times. Uh, so, um, and God, uh, yeah, I think that was it. Hawaii and New York. Yeah, not like Europe. I would have rather gone to Europe. But, you know, if you got to take a short trip, those those two are not, not horrible to go to. They're two of my favorites. Um, how about you, Spectre? Did you get to take a really fun trip last year other than, you know, coming over to Cali? 
Oh, again. you know, I, yeah, I, I, I just did like trips that were designed by a ten-year-old. You know, I did uh, Great Wolf Lodge. We spent like three days in a water park, just going down slides, going woohoo! And, like, Hell you know, yeah. we uh, we did like Six Flags over and over again. We and you know, we yeah. we went to the the Connecticut Comic Convention, which just blew my mind in that it's a, a very small comic book convention. Um, but just run like San Diego Comic Con, you know, like everything is really professional. Wow. We we did the cosplay, like my wife and I and our two kids, we did the cosplay competition. Uh, my youngest won honorable mention for Poison Ivy outfit. I mean, you know, it was it was just awesome. We You know, we were in the <laughs> bar with Ray Parks and Max Hernandez, and it was, uh, yeah, yeah, something okay. very, very special. I'm a big Ray Park fan, so that's I'm jealous. That's pretty awesome. I mean, Darth Maul and Toad. I mean, how can you go right? <laughs> right, exactly. So, man, that's pretty slick. Oh, speaking of Darth Maul and Toad, I really want to get to best movies, best and yeah. worst movies of 2014. Somebody's got to start that off because I'm I'm like chomping at the bit to get to get to those. Well, go so on, so then, ladies, ladies first. Oh, great. Okay. Wow. Well. uh... All right, um, we're talking about this on Geek Pile, but for those of you that didn't hear it, I got to be honest, I, I had a tie between my best movie of the year, and I don't care, call me childlike, because it's not something that's, that's more cerebral, but uh, it was a tie between Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. So those movies I'll watch over 100 times. I know I will. And we're getting there quickly. Yeah, you're on your and way. And we're getting there quickly, yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? Want to go around? Oh, same thing. Guardians all the way, number one. You know, I'll just throw this in there. Uh, I I got to say Winter Soldier was probably my favorite. Guardians of the Galaxy was awesome in a completely different way. It, it broke a lot of uh, barriers for a lot of people, I think. And we saw it, we saw it kind of late. It's not on my... Ah, but but uh, Days of the Future Past was really oh, good. Yeah. I was ready to hate it. I'm like, ah, well, whatever. It's awesome. Fox. You know, X-Men's all gone downhill. Um, although First Class was pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I got I got pretty exhausted after watching Days of Future Past. It was so good. Yeah, that was epic. Yeah. And yeah. since you mentioned Guardians already, I should just say the Lego movie yeah, was really, really amazing. It was. It really was, I thought, yeah. I thought it'd be for, you know, just, just for kids, boring, you know. And now I'm the explosion. Man. <laughs> the lasers for Lego. Batman was amazing. Everything. <laughs> Darkness. Yeah, there's that song. No parents. <laughs> Super rich. Okay, what about you, Spectre? Uh, you, you guys have just exhausted my list, but I'll tell you what. So, so yeah, Lego Movie was definitely on my list. And you know what? I, I think it's almost a little bit criminal that it seems to be a movie that everyone loved at the at the movie theaters and seemed to have forgotten about. And uh, I don't know. I tried to resurrect that as often as I can because it was just awesome. Um, but one movie that, again, everyone seems to have completely forgotten about, which I thought completely rocked, um, for you, for you mortals of Midgard, was of course Thor: The Dark Realm. Oh yeah! Oh, that, oh yeah! Big Loki fan here. Huge Loki That's fan. 2014. That was 2014. Wasn't wow. It? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we had we were spoiled by Marvel this year, right? Indeed. 
Now, I didn't, admittedly, I, I did not get to see Birdman. I'm very disappointed in myself. I really wanted to see that. I did not also see, uh, I also did not see um, Days of Future Past or uh, Live, Die, Repeat, as it should have been named. You mean you didn't see them in the theater? Right. right. I didn't see them in theater. I have And Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I also did not see that. You didn't see Days of Future yeah, Past? For a guy, no, well, no, Days of Future Past. You missed it. We saw that. I'm talking yeah. about the Live, Die, Repeat thing. Oh. Uh, oh, Edge of Tomorrow, but, uh, right? Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. For a guy with uh, for a guy with a geek podcast, uh, I'm I'm so glad I have Biff as a co-host to uh, to lean heavily on having seen these movies. And oh, How to Train Your Dragon too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was another good one. Ooh. That's another one. Sorry. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you what. Let me ask you guys a question. And when we're talking about movies. Did anyone right. see Box Trolls? You know what? Because of your recommendation, we were going to go, but something didn't work out that weekend, and we ended up just not seeing it. So I heard that if you're a big fan of Morris Moss, yeah, they yeah. should go see it. Yeah. Are you not? <laughs> Did you like it? Uh, you know what? <clears throat> I my wife and my kids loved it which makes it very easy for me i can sit there and you know the movie theater we go to they serve beer they serve pizza so it's like you know it's it's yeah. not a hardship to even sit there in a movie you don't like but it was kind of you know what i i don't like cartoons that are too um that's too kind of grimy and and you know like like the old kind of ren and stimpy and those kind of cartoons i i never really liked that style of animation and and this yeah. one, it's all about cheese. It's all about gross, fat people eating tons of cheese. Oh. Oh. And, like, and they, they get kind of allergic reactions, and they all swell up and have, like, pussy red faces. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. It's like a Nickelodeon slime. It's gross. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, of that. that. I loved Ren and Stimpy, but, I, you know, yeah, the animation sometimes I'd go, eh, you know, made yeah. me cringe. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this was like two hours of that pretty much. Godzilla was also amazing. Oh, Godzilla. I liked Godzilla a lot. Mm-hmm. Some people didn't. I, I thought it was fine. You know, there were some moments in there where I was actually cheering. Yeah. Going, yeah, Godzilla, give you, you know. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they ruined Hawaii. They ruined San Francisco. I'm going, okay, you guys are starting to piss me off now. <laughs> San Francisco, and Japan. And I'm going, man, okay. But... Okay, now that we've got good movies out of the way, what about the worst? What were the worst ones of, of uh, you know, 2014? Yeah, see, people are going, What what is a bad movie in 2014? Hmm. Anybody see one? Well, I mean, I know what yours was. Uh, mine was Live, Die, Repeat, because they didn't use that name. Oh, that's, you're, you're upset at the, the yeah. title? Yeah. Oh, okay, well. But what about the movie itself? What about you, Bug? You know the the one that I, I keep hearing bad things about the uh, second Amazing Spider-Man, but we never saw it. But really, I don't think we saw any god awful movies in twenty. I mean, did you? We're pretty, we're pretty careful about our movie picks. Yeah. Did you see any bad movies in in uh, any that you actually really just want to get up and and walk out of? You know what? I, I don't think I have. But then, I, to be honest, I'm so easily pleased with movies. If there's if there's action and 
you know, is visually appealing, then I can watch anything. And right. admit, the last film, and this is probably going to be fairly contentious, but I, the last film that I really didn't enjoy and I actually fell asleep during, I just got off a long-haul flight from somewhere and I was kind of, my attention span was suffering, but was uh, Man of Steel. I, you know, it was in one of those endless action sequences of them flying back and forth, punching each other for 45 minutes or whatever it was, and... I just completely went out cold in the movie theater, woke up during the credits, and I've never watched the rest of that movie. So, uh, <laughs> But, you know, that, I guess that was probably before 2014. Oh, man. Yeah, that was before 2014. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, first movie, 2014. Uh, definitely the, the newer Transformers movie. Uh, the newer Transformers? Oh. Balls. And, really? um, yeah, and I, well, one thing I did see that I... I I didn't walk out on it. I didn't think it was terrible. And actually, a lot of people love the movie. It's a big hero six. Uh, I just didn't think it... I don't know. Just on a story-wise level, I was like, I don't really... There's no one I really particularly am caring about as a character in this movie. Other than the cute robot, but that's not really a, a person. So I couldn't really relate. 100%. Vampire Academy? Was there really a movie out called Vampire Academy? Apparently so. Horrible. Oh, Two Nicolas Cage movies made the worst of like Two Nicolas Cage ooh. movies. What was that Rage and Must Be High? Poor Nicholas. You know, we were just talking about how that poor guy needs a career changer quick or, you know, it's just going to continue on this downer spiral. Because we liked him. Everybody liked him in yeah. Kick Ass. But, yeah. you know, after that, was that was. Two in 2014, or was that, that, that was 2013? 2013, I believe. All right, never mind. I believe, yeah. That's funny. You know, yeah. I mean, it wasn't long ago that Robert Downey Jr.'s career was down in the hole where Nicolas Cage's is now, and you know, he was pretty it much unemployable. Was. So you know, it maybe was. the been around before before um, Iron Man. You know what I mean? It was yeah. He had done something small before then, hadn't he? And then Iron Man. You know. He did one little. Yeah, yeah. He did kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Bang. kiss, kiss, bang, bang. That's right, and that was fun. That was, good. That was, that was a good one. movie. Yeah. 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 Um, you know what, though? I, I think this year for me has been the year of some really bad TV shows and some TV shows ending in really bad ways. Um, but, you know what? <laughs> I don't know whether you guys do this. Did you Did you ever watch Dexter? No. no. For a little bit, yeah. De- Dexter okay, just, so. and I don't want to spoil the ending for anyone, but it ended in possibly the worst way any TV show could ever end. And, you know, now when we when we get into a TV show, whether it's, you know, Breaking Bad or whatever, um, we, we kind of watch it and, and uh, or House or whatever it is, you know, we watch it and at the end we say, it was pretty shitty, but it was nowhere near as bad as Dexter. And it's it's like the, the measurement wow. bar that you measure yourself against is now Dexter's crappy ending. Oh, <laughs> man. And you know what, yeah, you know what other TV series finales were horrible? It was... Uh, I heard that um, how how I met your mother was that it that that is that the one how I met your mother yeah 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 I heard I don't care you know if it's a spoiler or not but I heard the end she you know the mother actually and they said she dies and that's I'm going really you guys got everybody to care about her and then you uh, oh well that was just a really weekend. Don't 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 see it. I saved you. You owe me now. You, you know what? So, though I, I've got one guilty pleasure from 2014 that I just thought was terrible to start with, and now I'm hooked on. 
and it, it's probably I don't know I guess it's finished probably now for the first season but is this uh, Z Nation I think it's on Sci-Fi Channel and it's like the most blatant Walking Dead rip-off which is why I watched it you know Walking Dead it just wasn't coming out often enough and uh, this Z Nation has horrible acting just terrible special effects awful storylines and plot but it's got, you know, the guy, um, <clears throat> did you ever watch the comedy Legit? There's a guy, Billy, in a wheelchair and, and kind of a scrawny kid. Um, and he, he plays a, someone who survived the zombie apocalypse in Alaska in some radio station. And he's kind of monitoring zombies and trying to help people. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's kind of car crash viewing. It's, <laughs> it's worth watching, I'd, I'd say. If you're a zombie fan, check it out. Oh, okay. See, so we can do that. It, it's um, one of those few things that really is so bad it's good. I, I don't know. I didn't think that was yeah. true before I saw it, but maybe it is. Uh, you know, I'm thinking that along with TV, uh, bad TV, you know, um, finales and, and bad TV, so I'm thinking of, of bad, well, the worst news stories that happened um, in 2014. Oh, news, news, yeah, news, news on the news, news on the news. Okay. As in, as in, you know, and, and I think, and and when I say worst, either you, you're tired of hearing about them, um, or they were really just horrible. And I, I think one of the ones that just was blown out of proportion and ridiculous, and and just one of the the Ebola scare. Oh man, yeah. For me, that was just that was ridiculous. It came and went, you know, right after the election, too, yeah, yeah. coincidentally. So, um, by the way, I have Ebola. I've been meaning to tell you. I'm trying to figure out a way to That's not even funny. Don't even uh, joke My head's going to explode after wow. this show. <laughs> Ebola grape nuts does not count. Uh, oh. You know, we're going to edit all that out because you guys are just embarrassed the crap. Well, <laughs> so, it became my worst moment of 2015. Yeah, I guess so. Right oh, my. So. That that from the because uh, there are some really bad bad moments. I you know the whole Ferguson thing that's still going on. Uh, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, no no no. I, I think the worst news. I don't know. It doesn't even qualify as news. It qualifies as an interruption of life. Is the Kim Kardashian ass break the internet bullshit photos? Uh, They're all photoshopped anyway. That was my worst. That's you know interruption of life. Kim and Kanye's wedding, absolutely one of the worst things that you know that they they played up way too much. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The only good the good thing to come with Kim Kardashian this year where the guys putting the photos of her showing her ass on their coffee makers so that she would shit coffee. That was awesome. What the heck? That's horrible. I'd buy that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. For a dollar? Yeah. <laughs> For a dollar. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you know, in, in serious, what were you going to do? Oh, I was going to say the best thing to come out of the worst thing on TV was uh, Honey Boo Boo coming off the air. Yay. Yay. Wow. That that was just a, a hot mess right there, all of that. And her mom getting together with some, what, what was the, uh, uh, like, a convicted child molester or something? Yeah. Oh, gross people, just gross. Um, you know, I must if, say, my my only my only experience of these things of Kanye West and and um, you know and the Honey Boo Boo thing is yeah because I, I don't follow the news much at all and 
What I do follow Me definitely too. isn't celeb stories and that kind of crap, which just is completely meaningless. So anything right. I know about these people is just through the lens of South Park. Anything that South Park's <laughs> done an episode on, I kind of know about, but I... <laughs> that's the best, though. That's the way to do it, because seriously, you get to laugh at it, and you get to hear what we're all thinking anyway. They're just saying it on South Park. Yeah, I guess yeah. the only trouble is I pretty much just believe that South Park's real, and I, you know, maybe that's not that healthy, but <laughs> it'll work. Fantastic. You know, um, the going on the uh, the worst stories, uh, one of my worst that's still bothering me to this day is the, the loss of Malaysia Airlines. Mm. Wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, the, the, the other one that they lost, and they're having a hell of a time, um, at least they, there's closure. As tragic as it was, the families know that, you know, they, they found, you know, wreckage strewn about. So they know that it went down in the in the ocean. Um, but the other one that was just lost, where there's not a trace, that one's just, it made me remember the, uh, it made me remember the Bermuda Triangle from back in the day. Hmm. Yeah. Where, where planes used to disappear. So that's that's just kind of creepy. Am, am I the only one as well who kind of, uh, it's, it's it's not very charitable, but who who just can't stop imagining that somehow they got sucked into the world of Lost and that they're on yeah. an island with the others and some big robot dinosaur thing maybe in the trees and I don't know. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, that's what we're thinking. They're they're on the island, so. Yes. You know what, my, my kids the other day, we were watching that. We were actually watching that new Transformers film that some people hate upon for for no reason, <laughs> despite the Christmas. <laughs> and uh, my kids were talking about the fact that they believe that there are really pterodactyls somewhere in the world, that they, they think there's some uh, blue hole in the Amazon somewhere and that, that uh, pterodactyls live in this area. And I was like, no, no, maybe it's the land from Lost. And then, you know, we, we now compete on who believes the stupidest things. But uh, I think I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> the pterodactyls are in loss next watch. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. You have to bring pterodactyls back. Right there with the polar bears. Right there with the polar bears. Yes. Um, so, did you did you take part in the ice bucket challenge, Victor? You know what? I got nominated several times, and I just said, "Fuck this! I'm not doing it." <laughs> that was pretty much my reaction to it. And you know what? I, I've got two relatives who actually died of ALS, and. And, and I don't know. I, I kind of felt like it, it trivialized it, and, and it, you know, I, I just felt why why cannot people just give money to charity without the need for all this kind of clowning around? And uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a Scrooge, but the, the whole I, the, there are certain things that I think, like like Movember as well. So it's a massive, massive thing in the UK. Everybody does it, and I'm sure it, it generates a good amount of money for charity. But at the same time, I'm thinking. People do it because they want to post pictures on Facebook of themselves looking like pedophiles with stupid mustaches, you know. They don't do it because they want to give money to charity. Uh, maybe that's not that that's fair, but um, I, <laughs> I know a few people for whom that's true. And, uh, yeah, you know, the whole ice bucket challenge for me was a bit like that, and I pretty much just refused to take part in it. But I did give the money to charity, and I just chose to do it and not talk to anybody about that. So... You know, I, I guess people do things in their own way. Right, right. And and I think that Patrick Stewart just kind of 
taught us all that lesson by uh, <laughs> the way that he contributed to the Ice Bucket Challenge and and just, you know, signed the check yeah. and then dropped the ice into his glass. He did it in a very classy way. He I think did. It was Charlie wonderful. Sheen did it in an unclassy way, <laughs> but the same thing. He just dumped money on himself uh, and was like, that money is actual money and it's going to charity. And it was a large amount. And he, he basically upped the ante and told other people to do the same thing. Yeah. Forget the eyes. I agree. It was it was kind of a you know sociopathic way to get yourself looking like you're doing good. But as I understood it, the ice bucket was to like avoid doing a larger amount of money. So it's like you're bragging about the fact that you're not giving more money than you could have had you just donated. I didn't really understand that whole part of it. And, but, and actually, yeah. you, you know what? I, I think for me, one of the worst parts of 2014, and uh, maybe this is just me, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's an age thing, maybe I was just miserable, but uh, Facebook <laughs> for me was, I, I just found myself so sick of Facebook by the end of the year. I mean, it was just, there, there was like a combination of all the shitty ads and news stories that you get spammed with that you just don't care about, and, and it's just repeated barrage of crap, uh, as well as just like the just how shallow some people are. Just <clears throat> It's either like Bob is eating a tuna sandwich. Like Who gives a shit? Um, or, or even <laughs> to the point, like I know people who are just blatantly racist on Facebook and or, or just, you know, maybe not racist but bigoted about something or another. And they say the kind of shit that if you said it in a bar, you'd walk out with your face smashed in, you know, or you'd be lucky to walk out at all. And, and it's like, you know, what, what makes you think that because you're on the Internet, you've got the license to be saying this kind of crap? Um, because but then, you're on the Internet and hiding behind a screen. Yeah, exactly, because you're on your mom's well, laptop in the basement somewhere. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like road rage, but instead of road rage, it's like screen rage or something. Yeah. <laughs> you got but the like, stereo. I found what was even more draining for me on Facebook than all of that hatred and crap is is just how shallow and the number of people who are just endless selfie after selfie after selfie, and it's like, <laughs> I've seen so many of these. Like, just come on. Have you not got some kind of life outside of putting a big picture of your face on Facebook? It's... Some of them on our team. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't mention that. But uh, it's funny, though. Facebook has definitely kind of become the devil, you know? Yeah. And, I mean... As tired as we all were of it, I thought it was pretty funny when everyone for a second started trying to make the jump to Ello. Yes. Yeah. And we were there for like a week, and we're like, nah, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think their numbers jumped way up, and now it's like, well, eh. wasn't that due to the fact that everyone thought that Facebook was going to start charging? Well, that and and they, well, that keeps coming out. We were everybody was upset. Well, many people were upset about the fact that they the messenger uh, they wouldn't let you the messenger and they wouldn't let you use a fake name. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. So, fake name. The fake name. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have a big problem with that. Yeah, it's, you guys and your yeah. heroes with your fake masks and identities and I know, that's, Batman. that's right. So you can't be Batman if you're not. Batman. Batman, exactly. Yeah. So, always be Batman. And speaking of Batman, what what were your favorite heroic events of 2014? I know you've got something there that you. Uh, oh, oh, can I start? Oh, okay. go for it, man. Absolutely. I was thrilled with Bat Kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, that's man. right. Bat Kid saved the city. 
That was amazing. He got the key from the mayor. He he stopped bad guys. Did you tell? Can you tell people who don't know what you're talking about? What Just you're talking phenomenal. about? Phenomenal. Well, that kid was actually from the Make a Wish Foundation. Uh, he had a terminal illness. I forget which. And Make a Wish came out and made him that kid for a day. And you cried and you cheered. Everyone was 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 keeping tabs on him from work where I was working. We were all just tens of thousands wow. of people came in uh, um, to San Francisco that day to City Hall Ooh. to watch what was going on and to to honor Bat Kid. And even Drew Struzman made a Bat Kid poster. And if you don't know who Drew Struzman is, he's the guy who made uh, Struzman. He's the guy who made all the like Star Wars posters, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, all that stuff. So you know you're a hero when you make the Drew list. Awesome. That's fun. And the the nice thing about this story is that his uh he's in remission. So I believe it was a form of cancer. So he was safe. uh and he it but he's been in remission now for how long? Over a year is it? Mm-hmm. So it's fantastic. Batman Really yeah, that, does save lives. That kid did really bring the city together. So that that was a great. That was, that was my favorite. Nice one. So how about you, Spectre? What do you what what was your one of your favorite uh, heroic acts of? Uh, I, I must say, you know, I, I again, I sound like a kiss ass, but I, I met so many cool people through the Hero Initiative this year. I mean, like locally here in in other teams and in in other initiative groups or other other completely non-related groups but you know through this this kind of thing that we're doing and um you know i must say some of the <clears throat> some of the stuff that you guys have been doing in san francisco has been phenomenal i think the um the the street boutique thing that you did recently was just uh, stuff like that just brings a tear to my eye you know when you see people who have just lost everything that they're, they're living a completely hopeless existence and and you give them hope that that to me is is truly heroic. You know that there's there's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, thank you. That's that's pretty awesome. You guys too, because you got you've been here doing the same thing with us. So um, yeah, I think we have to give credit to the to Utah's Legacy Initiative. Uh, yeah. And and the guys who are in charge, Travis Heisel and Ted Mills, they are they're our inspiration because. That whole street boutique thing, I got that from them, you know. And for for people listening in, going, what is a street boutique? It's where we take a whole bunch of donated clothing items, and we don't just, you know, put them on the ground in bags or boxes for people to root through um, when we give them out to the homeless. We take them and we put literally hundreds of items on hangers, on coat racks, on the street. Um, and we do this around the city hall area. We do personally, and we bring out about, you know, we try to bring out about six or seven clothing racks, and then we hang up clothing by sizes, and we uh, invite the homeless to come and uh, let a few of a time come in and pick out uh, three items for them to take home, and we hand them um, some warm bean and cheese burritos that, we, that we've that made to go along with the day because for some reason, the bean and cheese burritos and the street boutiques just just uh, go hand in hand over here for us. And we got to thank the Legacy Initiative because they're the ones who showed us how to do all that in the first place. So, thank you, thank you for that. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm finding some really neat superhero moments, uh, some real heroic moments. The guy, the guy who uh, the guy didn't care. 
about, you'll know which guy I'm talking about, who didn't care about being arrested how many times for feeding the homeless. Oh, yeah. That old, that 90-year-old. Yeah, that's the, for me, that's one of my favorite heroic moments mm-hmm. of 2014. It's him just going, I don't care, I'm going to do it again. Yeah, you in know? Florida. Yeah, in Florida, rather, yeah. You know, as well, I, well, I think there are some inspiring things. And, and it's kind of, you know, it's so easy to get dragged down by all the fear-mongering and, and the kind of, you know, there, there's some grim stuff in the news, right? I mean, this whole thing in Paris last week was just crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's like the world's gone mad. Um and, and, you know, it's so easy for everyone to get angry at the world and, and, you know, get terrified of walking outside their front door because these horrific things are happening. But, you know, at the same time, if if you hunt around a little bit, uh, you know, I was just reading a story today about um, this guy. He was awarded um, CNN's, they call him the hero of the year. They do an award every year. And this, this guy called Penn Farthing created a non-profit which um, is designed for soldiers coming back from active duty and, and soldiers who particularly who have got post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, it basically right. takes stray dogs and cats who, you know, would have no other home otherwise and basically unites them with these soldiers who are coming back. So kind of giving the soldier a companion, giving the animal a home. And, you know, to me, just simple things like that are, are such an amazing way of just changing the world around you for the better, you know. That is, you know, and and dogs and cats, even for people, you know, for people who haven't had uh, any type of PTSD or, you know, combat experience, yeah, it's been proven there just petting a dog can lower your blood pressure and bring out, you know, all kinds of great chemicals in your body. And and so it's brilliant that something as simple as saving a dog's life by pairing it up with somebody who really needs the comfort um, that's you're right. That's absolutely brilliant. Things like that are so simple, and and yet we don't have enough of that going on. Yeah, and I mean, there's this other charity, uh, Mary's Meals. It's out. Uh, they 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 basically just um, provide meals to starving school children. At the moment, they're working in Liberia. Um, Gerard Butler does a lot of promotion for them, but. Uh, you know, again, I think there are just a lot of groups out there doing a lot of good, and you know, whatever form it is, and whatever whatever recipient it is. But you know, it's not hard to find that there's good stuff happening out there in the world. And you know, I guess what I'm thinking is, it, it doesn't take someone creating a nonprofit or you know doing something huge like that to make a difference in the world around them. And you know, I think it's like you you were saying the other day. Um, all it takes is to just give a smile to a stranger, just put a smile on someone's face, and kind of pay it forward. And you know, you can affect people around you in such small ways and, and just with a tiny act of kindness that uh, you know, can cause them to pay that on and, and become like a virtuous circle instead of a vicious circle, you know. Oh, I like that. I like that. Virtuous circle. Nice. <laughs> I'm, um, doing that. I'm putting that on, on a GIF or something and making it into a meme. Now, we got to give you a quarter. Every time we use it, we got to give you a quarter. Yeah, that's right. I'm like Gene Simmons of the hero world. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Anyway, well, um, I need to ask you um, because we've we've only got like about fifteen minutes left in our show, and and um, I know that there's something that you've been uh, working on. That I, I like the name of it for one thing, but it'd be really nice to hear how 2015 is going to be made into uh, you know if there's a best and the worst of. The decade. Hopefully, 2015 will be one of the best. And the way that you're looking at this is—is is this revolution, not resolution? Idea? Can you explain that a little more to us, sir? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess 
you know, I guess any any marketing is part gimmick and part part truth. But you know, the truth behind right. this is, um, so many so many people make a resolution. You know, I, I'm going to lose ten pounds, or I'm going to give up smoking, or I'm going to you know quit sugar for a month, or not swear for two months, or something. You know, people people come up with some very noble and some fairly arbitrary things that they're looking to do in the next year. And I, I guess for the majority of people, those resolutions just fall by the wayside and they're forgotten by Easter and no one, no one gives a damn. Um, you know, what, what I think is, um, is the other option is, is don't just make a resolution, do something very revolutionary, you know, change, change not only your, your life and, and the way that you look at the world, but change the world around you and change your community. And, you know, that, that's the kind of uh, message that we've been promoting recently is, um, you know, ra rather than, you know, just take a gym membership that you're not going to use, why not actually get out there and, and join a group and actually start helping people? Um, and, you know, maybe that's not necessarily us. Maybe there are other groups. Maybe you join, you know, an animal shelter or something completely different. But, uh, you know, there, there are ways that you can, um, with very little, you know, cost in terms of time or money or effort, uh, but you can just get out there, spend a few hours a week, whatever it is that you can spare, um, and, and really just make the world around you a better place. And I, I think if everybody had that same attitude, if everyone took that same that same revolution this year to, to, to make that kind of change, um, you know, the, I think the world would be a better place for everyone, is what I'm trying to say, without sounding too uh, too cheesy. No, I, I don't think you sound cheesy at all. I think more people need to sound like you, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Um, and I'm, I'm digging this. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, then we all sound, <laughs> sound smarter, for one thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking along those lines, uh, like I said, I'm, uh, these, there are so many women I know who are so loving and giving and uh, co consistently giving, too, that, that I, I'm thinking that now is the time we're going to just take your lead and, and try to start a revol revolution as opposed to just a resolution. So, um, yeah, behind you 100% on that. And I, I guess, you know, from, from our side over here in New York, we, we really see 2015 as the year to to really step up the game of the team and, and kind of expand into new areas that we haven't worked in before. And, you know, I guess we've been kind of cliched over the years of being pigeonholed into the crime patrols and the stuff, the stuff that we were genuinely doing a lot of. Um, but what we want to do is, is really expand that and, and build up a wider group of volunteers who, um, you know, even, even people who just want to help out on the Internet rather than, you know, get out there in person. Um, you know, even someone who's agoraphobic, who's stuck inside an apartment, who, who may have a laptop, could help us out with, uh, you know, with some of the, the missing children stuff that we've been doing recently. Uh, you know, all that takes is someone with half an hour to go on Facebook and post some flyers for us, you know. So, um I guess I guess that's the message really is it doesn't matter who you are and what physical ability you are whether you've had training in this that and the other it's it's completely irrelevant there's there's always a way that someone can help um you know so that, you know that that's really our goal for 2015 You know along those lines because the New York Hero initiative you know you guys are in the biggest city you guys are in the motherload city as far as I'm I guess concerned. So, that's yeah. right I'm thinking because I know that we have we have our guests here from Geek Power Radio, and I noticed that the things that catch on quickest and last the longest are are geeky things. So it's the season of the geek. It is the season. I mean, geek is everywhere. Geeks run the world. So I'm wondering if there's some way to tie in 
what you guys do with either a branding um, that that appeals to geeks everywhere, you know, or just an idea that appeals to geeks everywhere. Because if you get if you enlist geeks, you're enlisting a whole nother army. Yeah, the so, geeks inherit the earth, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm, I thought you guys are already bringing in the geek with your your inner hero and your. We are, we are, but uh, I mean, in a you know. What what we need, what we all need, is to do this in a huge way. So, um, oh yeah, we start off with our own little corners, but I'm thinking we need to do this in a way that appeals to, you know, like I said, you see how many people go to Comic Con? Now, can you imagine even a quarter of that many people doing this? You know, instead turning turning their costuming because there's tons of people who are costumes. Well, they're cosplayers, um, right? But they should be cosplayers. Yeah, I get that. Clever usually, but yeah. But think about that. Think about them them uh, using that to this type of advantage. But we don't we don't have that yet. We don't have that. Exposure I, I just gave yet. it. Yeah, yeah. I just gave it. I literally you, you, just, you just said it. But but to get it going is you know is another story. So so that's something to think about for the new year. Yeah, you know, one one thing that we're doing over here in New York, and, and you know, we, we've kind of been very anti the whole image thing for so long, and and you know, been completely resistant about any kind of costume or any kind of masks, and you know, we we just go out wearing our regular. Half the time, I go out on patrol wearing the same stuff that I wore to work. You know, it's like uh, there's, there's nothing fancy about it. Um, recently, right. we decided to have um, to to kind of make more of a uniform. So what we decided to do was have like a leather vest, uh, kind of like a biker vest and have a patch, like a big 12 by 12 patch sewn on the back of it. Um, so, you know, I guess it, it, it sounds very Sons of Anarchy. It probably looks more like a dojo kind of, uh, sorry, yeah, like a, a gi kind of thing with like a circular emblem on the back that says New York Hero Initiative. Um, but the idea is that if we go on patrol, you know, we can choose to have people looking very uniform, almost like a military uniform, um, so it'd be very recognizable as a group and very recognizable as like a, an authority figure, I guess. Um, so that, that's kind of where we're coming from there. I'm sure we're going to get some flack for looking like bikers, and especially me with long, long light hair. I'm probably going to be accused of being an Aryan or something at some point. But uh, you know, that's that's what you take for looking like Thor. <laughs> that's the price you pay. Why don't you start carrying Milner with you? <laughs> I actually have a Mjolnir at home. I'm sad. I'm not surprised. Next to my lightsaber. <laughs> just forget what Edna Mode said and just wear the cape. Wear the Put cape. Put your logo on it. <laughs> just own it. Own it. Work it. Oh, man. That's funny. See, what you got to do, you got to carry around a sonic screwdriver that says, whosoever holds this hammer, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But put that in Orabesh. Oh my god! And you got it all covered. Wow, you did, you just you just completely nerded out everybody on the That's show. That's what we do. You just ruined my favorite <laughs> my favorite three things. There you go. I put it all together. Welcome to my house. Yeah. So. That guy came into my work the other day wearing a shirt. I thought it was a Star Trek shirt at first, and I looked again, and it actually said Star Wars in the Star Trek font. Oh. I was like, I need to. The the 501st were advertising T-shirts that have like the Top Gun logo, but it says Tie Pilot instead of Top Gun. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Whoa. Same font hey. and everything is yeah, very cool. And nice. speaking of heroic events and 501st, I just read an article today 
Uh, and this is another uh, another group that people can look into. A 3D printing is also very big this year. And one of the things, if you are one of those people who own a 3D printer and you're like twiddling your thumbs trying to think of the next project, look up this group. I don't know. Bug's going to check it out. Um, the 501st uh, gave a prosthetic arm that looked like a clone trooper arm that this gentleman printed out uh, using this group, and uh, they found a kid in his area. And you know this this uh, I'm trying to remember the name of this group, but we're going to find it here. Uh, Enable, I think. So yeah, E E dash Nable is a group of volunteers who print uh, prosthetic limbs for kids. And it was a, it was great. Like so, this kid wanted an arm that looks like a clone trooper arm. So this guy prints it out for him. Who normally couldn't have afforded this, uh, the guy uses materials, and then the 501st, he teamed up with them, and they all delivered it to this kid. It's really, really touching. It's the Bat Kid of 2015, I almost think. Wow. But uh, oh very endearing. Oh, my God. Very that cute. is so, wow. That's we'll put a link up on fantastic. the show, I guess, for you guys. Bless those guys, man. That's I mean, there's a picture of the little kid getting it, but wow, that's awesome. Yeah, really cool. Right, and they right. And they printed him a, a helmet also. So it's got a clone trooper helmet and an arm. Very cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can't watch that. I'll start You'll crying. Start crying. I will start. I will ball my really baby. Have so many more minutes. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. no. See, guys, if you're listening right now and you're able to help out in any way, help out in any way. That's the whole point. See, that guy's not—he's not fighting crime. But what he used what he had on hand to help out a kid. That's awesome. That's a hero, right? Oh, big time. That's what I'd call them, definitely. So, well, <clears throat> we're coming down to the last five minutes of our show. Is there anything that we've forgotten to talk about with our 2014, rather, best and worst stuff? Hmm. Hmm. I know, I know. I'm thinking. I don't know. Uh, I think you guys covered a lot. We didn't talk about Agents of Shield at all. Oh, that's true. That is a good one. But hey, it's on hold. And yeah, what, what do you guys think of Agent Carter? It's uh, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I am too, very, very, very much so. In fact, uh, isn't it on after? It is. Oh, you know what? I I can't go see. Uh, I can't see Agent Carter tonight. I just realized. You know what? I almost forgot that I got free tickets to go see Tower of Power live. If anybody yeah, remembers yeah. Tower of Power. Yeah, so, yeah, I do. Yeah, so I I get to go. They're playing here uh, at a club nearby, so um, I I have to miss out on Agent Carter. But you know what? Agent Carter's on Netflix, so I can watch her tomorrow. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, the last couple were on Netflix. So I got to do that tonight after uh, after the show. But I like Agent Carter. I, I It's really pissing me off, and I know I, I understand that's their point. It really pisses me off the way that the men in her, you know, just where she's working are treating her like a secretary. And and I understand that was that oh, was back then. Time, it right? was a madman time, you know. And no, it was it was a little before. It was before men. Well, even worse. So, yeah, than... it's even worse. So so I I just waiting for her to pay them all back for for treating her like that, like she's yeah, a lecturer. You can see it's coming, can you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how much does Jarvis rock? I mean, isn't isn't it good to finally see an Englishman 
who's not playing a villain and is awesome. <laughs> Jarvis. Uh, exactly. Other than I was just going to say another awesome Englishman. Uh, Jarvis is adorable, and I know that he's already married. But were he not married, I'd like to see those two get together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. But yeah, you know, I'm betting she's going to marry. Souza is his name. The guy with the the. I guess he's Thanks. got crutches. I bet you a dollar she marries him. Yeah, he's got a sympathy vote, hasn't he? He's the nice guy. He's got a disability. He is. <laughs> it's yes. going to work out. Exactly. He's a nice guy. He's, he's funny. He's, you know, he gets her, oh, yeah. you know, so he understands it. So, yeah. You can feel that one coming. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm all down for that. Great. If they don't kill him. You shut your mouth. Hey, man, these shows, they've been... I good. know, they yeah. have been. They've been... Oh, I like this guy. Dead. That's what she said. Oh, wow. Okay. wow, that was 10 seconds later. Wow, exactly. <laughs> Forget your uh, your island time, things Jeez. like that. All right, two minutes. Two minutes. All right, well, uh, with that, uh, we, you know, I'd like to say we know who we're having for sure next next show, but it, it's a toss-up right now. We've got several different people who, who might be able to do the show, and we're trying to figure out which, you know, anyway, you'll I know the feeling. You know the feeling. Mm-hmm. That's right. You are. Geek Pile, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having us on your show last Sunday. Uh, it's always a pleasure. That and uh, check us out every Sunday on Blog Talk Radio Live at 8 p.m. Pacific. And we'll have another good show for you this week for sure with Biff. We miss you, Biff. Yeah, Biff, if you're listening, we miss you. We miss your silliness, too. So. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you guys got going on next week for for Geek Pile? Have you got anything lined up? Well, the, yeah, again, we, you wait on your on your your callbacks, but uh, we might have another. Actually, another geek show might be uh, hosting with us or get, guesting for us uh, called Geek Line. Oh, yeah, and geek it's not line. them. It'll just be me and Biff Riffin because we haven't done that in a while, and that's always fun. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Whenever you need somebody to help you riff, Spectre and I'll. Riffin' with it. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys. It's been awesome. It has. Are you going to have a good week, Spectre? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, you guys as well. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for uh, coming on, Mr. Danimator and Mr. Nightbug. Yeah, thank you, Nightbug, for manning the board. Thank you to my co host. Thank you, guys, well. for freaking cheer. Oh, yeah. And you guys, the chat rooms and listening in. We love you. You ever got anything you want to say out loud? Say it. We'd love to hear it. Good night, Good night, Worst episode ever. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.